So, David, how was working on Saturday? I'm tired. So, are you going to be back to your normal schedule next week, or is that crew going to be out next week as well? Uh, no, I should be going back to trimming the river walk. Okay, okay. But I haven't trimmed in like three to four weeks. Been doing nothing but roughs. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully it's a normal, normal-esque week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, when you were sending me uh, pictures of what the stuff of the stuff that you were doing, it was definitely uh, a lot different from what you've been used to doing for the last few months. Well, it's a parade house, so it's like two million dollar house that. Oh yeah. People are gonna go through has the latest tech and everything in it. So, is most of your jobs are they like high end jobs, or are you, or is there like, uh, like normal houses that you guys deal with as well not the high-end houses we do everything from the shittiest remodels you can think of in ogden to the most expensive houses in in utah nice well that ain't bad at all then to commercial and yeah multifamily, whatever whatever mm-hmm. pays yeah yeah i completely get that oh well at least you have today off and then hopefully it goes back to semi-normal next week yeah, trimming will be nice. This definitely was the longest week I've had in a long minute. Yeah. So, to ask you, ask you a question, David, Super Bowl predictions, who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? Um, I don't know. I'm not even really paying attention to it, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. All right, you ready to get this started, dude? Yeah, let's go. This podcast contains material and language that may be disturbing to some listeners. While not explicit, listener discretion is advised. David and Shane discuss their random paranormal adventures and stories. We dive into paranormal cases from the past and the present. We also talk about what got us into the paranormal, the highlights, and the scary moments while on our adventures. This is Shane, and you are listening to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to us. My name is Shane. And I'm David. And on today's episode, we're going to have a wonderful guest. But first, we have some updates. So, on a previous episode, uh, I spoke about the Boo Bear and how the... Uh, newest version of the Boo Bear has no sound. I was quickly uh, edumacated on that and was informed that the newest version of the Boo Bear actually does have sound, but you can actually modify the sound. So you can actually turn it up or turn it down or turn it completely off, unlike the old version. And with the older version, the only option you had was to turn on the machine or turn off the machine. So I like the fact that it actually, you can modulate the, the volume of it so it's not full bore. But yeah, that's one update that I wanted to give you guys. So thank you, Mr. Lord Mikey, for letting me know about that. They actually have a boot bear that I would love to get my hands on and play around with, but... Well, they also have something else, Shane. Uh, it's called a Boo Buddy Junior. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the EM. That's the EMF trigger bear. That's the one that doesn't have sound. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's just a smaller version of the Boo Bear that doesn't talk. It's more like just an interactive REM pod, basically. Kind of like your uh, unicorn that you have. Yeah, yeah. And if any of our listeners actually has the original Boo Bear that they're willing to sell, let me know at bearriverparanormal at outlook.com because I would love to purchase one of the original ones. Now, David, did you have an update? So we were talking about the Blizzard edition with Ghost Stops stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, just released that we heard a rumor that I just looked up now. Uh, the Flux 2 response, or the pyramid that we like to call it, uh, that was also in the Whiteout edition. They have a bubblegum edition of it, so it's pink. Mm. It's a nice hot pink look to it. I mean, nice. it's all this. It's all the same, but I still like the white one better. But mm-hmm. uh, th- this pink one, uh, yeah, you have to look up limited uh, edition products on their on their website, and yeah, it comes up. It's pretty cute. Nice, and we'll have a screenshot shot of it, and we'll post up a link to it in the description of the podcast and on the group page. Which, by the way, if you don't already know this, but we are we have a group page dedicated to our podcast super simple just request to join answer a couple simple questions and then you're in if you don't answer the questions we won't let you in because obviously we got to maintain the rules and regulations of that group and we don't want nefarious things being posted so make sure you read through the rules and we will accept you as long as you answer the questions and our final update that we have we finally have our merch store up Bear River Paranormal finally has a merch store, so we will include that in the description of this podcast and in the group page and on our Facebook pages. But I finally got everything squared away, figured out Photoshop, and was able to get that website done so that way the logos and everything like that can be properly printed on these t-shirts. Now I know David has already bought a couple pieces of merch. Uh, still waiting for that to come in, and once that comes in, I'll, I'm going to go over and physically look at them, make sure they're up to snuff, and and if anything needs to be modified, I can quickly do so before we officially announce it to everybody when this podcast comes out. Yeah, I bought like three things, a hoodie, a tank, and a regular t-shirt. Each one has a different design on it. I'm really excited to get them, honestly. Yeah, and plus you and uh, Alex actually bought some merch as well because I sent the link over to her to get her two cents, you know. And she put in she put in her two cents, then she ended up buying a couple pieces, I think, on Friday. But I did add, uh, from when I last talked to you, David, I did add a few more shirts. I added uh, BRB Podcast shirts, and oh, then I yeah. also added a just a normal run-the-mill where it says Bear River Paranormal Established 2013 on the front of it. Well, so now I gotta stop doing what we're doing and immediately look it up right now. <laughs> and then I have some ideas floating around in my mind uh, on some other shirt ideas because obviously I don't want to uh, just stick with our logo and for the podcast and our group and everything like that. I want to get some fun paranormal s designs on some shirts and get those on the on the store as well, so people can have some options. Because I know some people just don't like to have logos on their shirts. They like to have something fun or unique. And so that's what I plan on doing here in the next week or so, come up with some ideas. So if you have any ideas, David, let me know. And if any of our fans have any ideas, definitely let us know. Because we're, yeah. op- we're always open for some options. 
And honestly, right now, the prices are pretty good. It's like 13 bucks for a shirt right now. Yep. Yep. I'm they're like, doing a wonderful sell. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. And honestly, the BRP podcast mug is looking sick. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm actually really loving the mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent... So I spent a couple days uh, working on all that, and then, uh, let's see, I finalized it Wednesday, no, Tuesday night around like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I've been trying to get this stuff done, and I'm glad I was able to get it done. So I can't wait for you to get your merch in. I told Alex to let me know when, when her merch comes in as well so I could take a look at it. So Yeah, I just ha- I just bought the podcast shirt. Nice. Did you have any other updates, David? Um, not really. Things have been all right. I mean, you've been doing a lot of cleansings lately, but yeah. not so much uh, investigations happening in uh, in January, and not sure what the future is for February. So I think we're slowing slowing a bit. Yeah, which is uh, statistically very uncommon because usually we're busy from about November to. March, April-ish, and for some reason it dropped off right after December. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of cleansings because a lot of these invest- these cleanses that I'm doing isn't warranted uh, an a investigation. But at the same time, I feel like the investigation portion of it is kind of dried up. I'm thinking about putting out a couple of ads to see if we can drum up some more leads. But at this time, we're waiting on like two, maybe three residential investigations, but we've been sitting on those for a couple months and they haven't confirmed yet. Right. And then a few of our clients too that we've been in uh, the works with, with trying to prevent them with evidence have also been, you know, due to COVID, it's been hard to meet up with them and stuff because it seems like everyone's getting it lately yeah. again. Yeah. Which, by the way, we did evidence reveal for that residential up in Idaho Falls and Alex got the... Uh, cemetery crawl stuff done nice right nice. so when you come over next I'll show you what we, what was captured during the cemetery crawl but we Me did get my hand open uh well we, well, we can add that as the bloopers <laughs> Dope. but we did get Dope. some good evidence and the client was very very pleased with the evidence we presented to her so well yeah right on Hey everybody, the sponsor of today's episode is Anchor, the platform that we use at the BRB Podcast for our podcast. Anchor is an awesome web-based distribution type platform, kind of like Spreaker and some of those other platforms out there that allows people to host their podcasts. But here's the caveat. There is no caveat. It's free. Free? Yeah, free. Unlike some of the other streaming platforms that we've used in the past, like Spreaker, they limit you on how many episodes you can upload. They limit you on how many demographics and charts and stuff like that that you want to see and see how your podcast is doing. So Anchor provides all that for free. You can upload. You can have as many episodes as you want for how long it needs to be. They give you all of the graphs and charts needed so that way you can keep track of your progress on how well you're doing for your podcast. And they also give you the option to help monetize your episodes as well. 
by either giving you some sponsorships or you obtain some sponsorships. We definitely, definitely recommend checking out Anchor for all of your podcast needs because us at BRP Podcast, we are a self-funded podcast. So the fact that we can use internet-based platform for free and they give us all the tools to make us successful is why we give them two thumbs up. So we definitely recommend you check out Anchor. The link is in the description of this podcast. We would love for you to check them out and let them know that we sent you over to them. Thanks, Anchor. So our wonderful guest that we have now, he is a returning guest from season one of the BRP podcast. We basically wanted to go over his thoughts on the Para-X and what his plans are for the future. Now, if you guys remember us talking to this particular individual, his name is John Olson, and he is also accompanied by his wonderful wife, Annie. And John, how are you? I'm good. We're, we've been doing really good. Um, you know, just dealing with life like a lot of people with COVID and stuff like that. But uh, everything seems to be going pretty good right now. So um, we're actually really excited. We are going to do um, Para-X again this year. Um, we're going to extend it to two days. So it'll be on Friday and Saturday, uh, the 13th and 14th. Is that it? Or is it the 14th and 15th? It's a Friday and Saturday um, in December. And, of course, we're inviting you guys back and, and Shane back to be a, a guest speaker. And um, we're just really excited about it. Um, I've been working on my sixth book, um, which will be out about the same time again next year as the last one, about um, August, September, right before Para-X. And uh, I've just been interviewing a lot of people Um and getting their stories and um, so it's been you know busy but but pretty good so that's awesome so I forgot to mention to you uh, before we started but I found a Stranger Bergelin book that I purchased like six or so years ago oh really yeah oh, that's cool so after we get done recording I'll bust it out so I can have you autograph it oh, awesome that'll be cool and uh, you'll have to tell me uh, which version of the one that I have when was when it was published and everything because I figured you would know yeah yeah so John what was your and your entire thought with the Para-X for 2020 did you think it was a success or do you think some things need to be tweaked? So I think overall it was a success. Um, we felt really good afterwards. Um, there's always things that you've got to tweak. Um, the people that we had that were supposed to come, uh, the food trucks was the biggest thing. They just didn't show up, which was amazing to us. And we've tweaked that, of course. But for being the first time, um, we were actually really pleased with you know the way all the speakers went with the number of people and um, we were between seven and eight hundred people which is really good for a first time um, expo convention especially in a, a smaller community like Logan is compared to say Salt Lake um, and doing our research after where you know we had people write down where they came from and um, we had people come clear from Jackson Hole Wyoming that had heard about it they came and of course, Las Vegas, and there, there were some from Las Vegas and then down in the Provo area. So, you know, the word got out really far and wide. Um, so we felt really good about that. 
we're excited about how this one's going to grow. Um, hopefully, um, we can get some more sponsors because, you know, the first year you do it, the sponsors want to know how many people are going to come and how their exposure is going to go, and you just don't know that. But now we have those numbers, so we're hoping to expand our our um, sponsors and um, just kind of grow that way uh, with it. But uh, overall, I think um, it was a really good experience overall um, for everybody, and um, everybody that I talked to as well had a really great time there. Uh, the, after we got cleaned up, we were just exhausted. We crashed. I think we slept all day Sunday because, you know, you know how it was. It was just go, 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 but um, just really excited about how it went. Oh, yeah, I completely understand that. Just watching how the whole thing uh, played out from Saturday morning all the way to Saturday night, you guys were busting your butts the whole <laughs> yeah. entire time and i know you guys were busting your butts up to that particular day right. and you know bear river paranormal we appreciate everything that you guys did for that expo and it was a fun expo and it was great to be able to be local instead of having to go all the way down to salt lake or anything like that like what we're used to when we do one of these expos right it's nice to be close to home with them oh yeah oh yeah i got a couple of questions yeah, go right so ahead. So I heard, I heard at the beginning. So you're saying, uh, question one, a um, same place, right? Next year that we're gonna host it again, right? Yep, it'll be at the same place. Um, it'll be at the um, Cash uh, Valley or Cash County Event Expo, um, and uh, we're gonna tweak it a little bit because we felt like, you know, we didn't know how many people were gonna come to listen to the speakers and how many were gonna come for the booths and so we're going to tweak it a little bit and kind of you can put a big stage on one side of the um, event center uh, and kind of lower the curtain a little bit and that will leave a little bit more room for people who want to listen to the speakers and then we're going to open those two rooms up or one of those rooms up to more vendors because we have more some, some more vendors that are excited about it and it another the another thing about that is um, a lot of the vendors they they wanted to listen to the talks um, uh, off and on. So we're going to have that so that they'll be able to hear those as well um, while they're going on and kind of utilize the, the space just a little bit different towards what we were uh, based on what what happened in the first one. Cool. And the other one was, so I heard you were doing it in December. Now, what, oh, what no. was the idea? Oh, no, it is in October. Did I say December? Okay. You said December. I was, oh, yeah. I'm I was hearing that December, for the first time so. right now. So I was oh, very, gotcha. like, concerned. I was like, whoa, we're doing it in December now. Oh, well, I'm glad I you need, caught I that, need, David, because I didn't I need even it. catch that. I need yeah. info. Yeah, yeah I heard, no. I heard December. No, it is definitely going to be in October again. Yeah, we want to keep it in October. We love, you okay. know, it's it being the spooky month. Uh, you, you guys and, and Annie and I, we do paranormal year-round, but some people think about it mostly in October and so right, right, it kind right. of fits really well with that so well, yeah I was just curious if I misspoke I was just curious because uh, I know the Las Vegas Paracon was in December so I was like ah. just wondering if that was like a reason or something because it was literally right after our convention that we did in October then they, they had like announced that they were doing one in right. Vegas but I didn't right. know if there was like conflict reasons why so sorry yeah. I, if I didn't hear December for some reason. I don't know why I thought of December, but I swear I heard you say December. You <laughs> so may have. Like, I'm stuck in winter mode right now, so it may very well have been that I said December, but no, it will be in October, so cool. October cool, cool, 14th cool. and 15th of, of this year, so 
Right on. Okay. Yeah, that was the end of my question. <laughs> so, John, there's some new interesting developments about this upcoming Para-X. Now, you decided to do two days instead of one day. Uh-huh. So, what's your preface on that? So, there was a couple reasons that we decided to do that. One, um, there's a lot of vendors that... Um, their booths are so big that they won't come to a single event. They won't come to a one-day event. They're like, to make it worth my while for setup and, and drop down, it needs to be two. So that was part of it. The other one is, um, I want to bring in um, some more, a couple more speakers, and kind of spread it out between two days because you know, um, it, it felt like the speakers were awesome, but it felt like we were just rushing speakers in and out. And I wanted to be able to spread that out a little bit as well. Um, and uh, so it just ended up being a little bit better uh, that way. It'll be, we haven't got exact times yet, but we're thinking um, opening around noon on Friday. And then, um, yeah, go ahead. So another reason we want to do that is we had such great speakers on Saturday last year that some of our people came and they just hung out with the speakers all day long and they didn't get a chance to shop. So we also want to give them a chance to shop. So if they want to come, you know, shop in between speakers or shop on Friday and go to the, the main speakers on Saturday, we wanted to make sure to, to allow them to capture some shopping time with our vendors too. Yeah, that was another another part of it too. So um, I think those were the, the, the basic parts of why we wanted to kind of do it um, and, and pull it together that way. Okay. So with the speakers, uh, my next question was, were you planning on having the speakers speak both days or you're going to have a set for Friday and a set for Saturday? Um, I will I will have a set. I will have some that go on Friday and then some that go on Saturday. Um, and we haven't exactly lined that up uh, exactly which, you know, who will go when. It'll, it'll depend on availability, of course, and, and who we have coming. Um, we're just now starting at the beginning of the year with, um, you know, contacting speakers like, you know, reaching out to you again. And we're, we're um, hoping that we'll have Shannon there again as well. Um, and also um, have, oh gosh, they just left my mind the the other paranormal local paranormal group that um, they spoke together I, should, I feel bad that i've uh destination mystery yes destination mystery want them to be a part of it as well and so um yeah we will have a few more speakers and and have them on probably friday and and then just go from there so okay yeah i was pretty bummed missing out on that podcast that you all you guys did because uh, destination oh, yeah. mystery put on a podcast for all the guest speakers and i unfortunately had plans that day and i wasn't able to make it yeah there was a few uh there was you and then uh, madam raven uh, wasn't able to make it and actually shannon wasn't able to make it either but yeah it would maybe hopefully after this one we can do that again and get everybody in, involved yeah most definitely uh, so for the food vendors, I know we, you guys kind of had a snafu with the food vendors last year. What's the plans for the food vendors this year? Um, we'll, we'll see. We're going to get some, um, the, not to sound terrible, but the ones that, that bailed on us are not going to be invited. <laughs> you know, you kind of get a one and done on that one, but yeah. we've already reached out to a few, um, to make sure that, um, they, uh, they will be there. One of the things that we learned um, is you know we we wanted the food vendors there because it was so important that um, we actually 
didn't weren't we didn't charge the vendors and i think that was a mistake on our point because that's not that made them not committed to it so um charging them to be able to come like all the other vendors um, will be important because they'll be able to say you know i've already put the money in i'm, I'm gonna come so yeah but that'll be important i think other than the food vendor thing which we were bummed that that they bailed on us um you know for the most part the the booths and everything were really good and we had some great people coming around and talking to us, so it was... Well, it's crazy. Do those food vendors not like money or something? doing our photo ops. Our photo ops were fun, but oh, we yeah. didn't really get the word out about that. I want to do an alien photo op this year, so yeah. something where they can either sort of be in an alien ship and take a picture or something like that, Like, and we'll get Bigfoot back again. We had a big ruler next to Bigfoot, so you could see how tall you'd be next to it, like a, a Bigfoot, but I want to make sure we have some more of that, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely do some photo ops on that. Uh, go ahead with your question again, sorry. I was just wondering if the food vendors don't like money. <laughs> like, why wouldn't they come to right? an event? If, if even one of them would have shown up, they would have made bank that day. Because the one that we did have, which was mostly just a snack lady, she she went through everything. She made a grundle of money because um, there was just a lot of people there. So Yeah. Yeah, which was very disappointing to hear that most of them bailed out because this uh, this would have been a cash cow for them. Yeah, it would have. And the fact that they weren't, you guys weren't even charging them to be there. That's easy free money. <laughs> exactly. So right. it doesn't make sense in my mind why they bailed, but you know, yeah. apparently some companies didn't really need the business, even though we had the hardest year to date, monetary wise, for a bunch of different people. Right, and we were really surprised too because. We didn't have a ton of sponsors, but the sponsors that we did have, um, they all came back to us immediately and said, oh, I hope you're doing this again. We want to sponsor again. You know, we saw a huge increase in our in our sales because of it, because of um, especially like the Downtown Alliance with their ghost tours, because it, it meshed up so well. There's They couldn't make enough dates to fill their ghost tours because it just went through the roof. So um, yeah, I would definitely call for the bat majority of it a, a success that's awesome and like you said because of that advertising you did for the downtown logan alliance their their uh halloween tour their ghost tour that they did was a success last year from what you heard right yeah they sold out everything and they even opened up dates to um, accommodate people and those sold out instantly and and um, they attributed a lot of that to um, our advertisement and working with them. So they're excited to be back with us again. And um, we're hoping to actually, you know, uh, have a booth with them so they can have people uh, talking about what they do and then even telling some stories there. So because it, it just messages really well with what we're doing. So. Okay. Okay. So John and Annie, um, what did you guys learn from when you guys thought about starting this expo to initiating the the expo to having the expo what did you guys learn i think there's a lot more permits and things that we we didn't really know about in the beginning i've, I've attended um i've attended these type of things before as a vendor but never have thrown one and so just the sort of paperwork and red tape there we've kind of got a better handle on this year i think that was the biggest thing for me yeah, I think that was the biggest thing for me too. Yeah, it was interesting. We had, we had, I think we were a month out, and I got contacted by um, the city um, safety officer, 
and he said oh you're everything looks good you know you're good to go just get me over your million dollar uh, insurance Deposit. policy and we're good to go and i was like my what yep. <laughs> and i was like oh okay and then so we had to look in and and get that all taken care of and I, well there's there's fire codes and things like oh, that yeah. that involve into it so you have to yeah. have a certain amount of space so if you know there's a yeah i've i've been to a few conventions where i understand how that works and stuff it's right. crazy yeah yeah they want to make sure everything is where it's going to be and and no cooking inside if you do there's like another another list of things you got to do that's why we're big into having the food trucks outside um but yeah so you know we definitely learned a lot and and um there'll be a lot less footwork i think this year not that there won't still be a lot of work but um the learning curve will definitely be better this year any tips and tricks to anybody out there that's thinking about wanting to do a convention what would your best advice be um one you know figure out how big it's going to be and then you want to figure out where you're going to have your your expo at or your convention and then from there you want to contact them and they've got a lot of information from then on like the people who are throwing it that you're paying um, at least with the city they were really great with information and um, and so do your homework for sure um, whether it's searching on Google on there's um, Utah if you're doing it in Utah there's um, places on Utah that will give you all the information about tax information we know that the government likes to get their their three cents coming and going and and, mm-hmm. and there's that that was another thing we learned was um the that there is a lot of tax involved on it because uh, i mean anything you can think of they're going to tax it on that and it's important to to um uh, know that in fact i because of my books and everything we just ended up building um uh, stranger bridgerland llc which is just a, a small company because we're you know because we're doing this uh, expos and so because like you have to have an actual business tied to it so it's, it's kind of important that way too so yeah and Anne, annie what do you what's your thoughts um i think reaching out to somebody that's done it before would be great um advice if i'd had somebody that i could have gone to that that i could have talked to about some of these intricacies it would have been kind of nice um also just um just advertising it's all about most of the people came we found out because of word of mouth so i mean facebook was was huge in in just getting people there so just make sure you've got a presence on facebook and that you are are pushing that word of mouth um just to get people there awesome the only thing i would add to that if you can agree on that we've heard i don't know if me and shane have talked about it before but if you're gonna do an event like that it's uh have the money that you have ahead of time and don't bank on ticket sales oh to, yeah uh, definitely um to suffocate you, those and that was one thing that annie and i talked about um when we first started this is that um we used a lot of our own um savings and our own money um we weren't going to go into um debt for it because we're really big into not going into debt but we were able to to pull together some savings and stuff and then um and, and do it that way. Yeah, you don't want to be at the end of the, the bank wants their money now and, and, it, and the sales part didn't work out real well because um, no matter what I read and um, online about these events, the one thing that kept coming up um, is unless it's a huge event like the... Um, the big one, the big Comic-Con in Salt Lake. That's not Comic-Con. I always forget the name of it. Fanex. Unless it's, 
yeah, Fanex. Unless it's something like Fanex, they're like, don't plan on making uh, a lot of money. Like, especially for the first two, three years, they're like, if you break even, then you did really well. Um, which, you know, we were really close to breaking even, so that's another reason we called this a win. Um, they're like, if you don't love it and love what you're working on, um, then it's not worth it for you to do it because especially the first three, four years, whatever, because you're not doing it for the money. So don't plan on doing it for the money kind of a deal. So, Yeah, because after hearing rumors about what happened down at the Vegas Paracon and a few other Paracons that have been happening across the United States, a lot of people walked away from those uh, expos not being paid at all. You know, and, and everything like that, and and that's some very sound advice because, quite honestly, if you can't bankroll it, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly, and that's why you know we're waiting to see how many. We're gonna go get our sponsors first, and then you know say, okay, then this is what we can do forward. You know, based on sponsors, based on what we what we have, based on vendors, kind of a deal, and and then go forward from there. You don't want to. You want to, I mean, advertising is huge. You just don't want to go over budget. And, and you got to set up a budget just like you were doing, you know, your house payments or anything like that. You have to, from the very beginning, set up a budget. And, and since, you know, Annie and I are, you know, we work together on this. Um, once we start rolling here on the new one, we'll have a, a meeting once a week. And we'll say, well, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is the budget. And then... You know, we talk through it and then we go on and then we're like, okay, next week we'll have another meeting. And, we, and so we really do run it like a small business of our own. And, and you know, everybody sees the event on that day on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And it, if you've never run an event like that, you don't realize that there's been like 12 months of, of work and, and pounding the pavement that brings... Uh, to it that uh, goes into it but it's it's amazing the amount of work that goes into it but again Annie and I love it so much you know we had so much fun even though we were exhausted and just to get to to talk with people and, and work with you guys and, and work with the other paranormal groups and just talk about the books and talk about their experiences it, it's all worth it we just you know that's why we do it it's for the love of it basically yeah and I know David and I we were pretty bummed that we weren't able to attend and uh not have a booth at the las vegas paracon oh but man. now we're glad that we didn't because of all the nefarious things that happened you know vip dinner getting canceled people not getting paid you know people not getting the refunds you know it's it's really a shady way to do business and quite frankly the other expo that's that's happened in utah last year which was down in vernal and they're planning on doing it again this this year uh in vernal as well with the prices that they're willing to charge for boosts and everything that's just not something that i can get behind and the fact that you guys have approached me and asked if i would like to be a guest speaker again uh for the 2022 uh paracon i would love to be able to do that for you and obviously we already spoke about this before and we gladly accept it and so this is our yeah. official announcement that we have a booth for the 2022 para x uh expo here in logan utah and we are gracious uh for offering that to us again and we are excited to help you guys out and blast you guys all over facebook and get the name out and everything so that way it can be bigger and better this year than it was last year awesome we really appreciate you guys and and you know the energy and everything you guys bring in one thing i 
before I forget, I want to just do a shout out too because one thing we couldn't have done this without the the um, number of um, uh, volunteers that came and helped us out, um, and they were just great with helping set up and take down and doing tickets and um, you know helping people and it's it's a big thing too because you know they're not getting paid but they're coming for the love of, of the paranormal as well and we just really appreciate them um, there was a lot I mean I couldn't list everybody that you know even people in your group that that pitched in and and helped and um, you know and I, I worried I worried a little bit that there would be um, more trouble I guess or not that I was expecting trouble but other than like the the one time that um, Somebody had had a, a poor experience, and we were able to nip, nip that in the bud on Facebook and, and straighten that out, which was great because I know yeah. it was not meant or anything. That was the only thing all day with the 800 people that would even come close to anybody getting upset, which is amazing to me in this day and age of how sensitive and sometimes people get upset over everything. They just it, it, one little thing, and we took care of it. So, um, that was really great as well yeah i definitely agree with you the the volunteers were very very instrumental to the success of the para x for last year and all of our all the vendors and the speakers are definitely grateful for the for the volunteers because they definitely volunteered their time to put the to help put this on and they made it flow naturally like you guys have done this for years and so we definitely appreciate that and yeah we did have a little small little snafu and i'm gonna go on a little rant here if it, not just my my booth any booth if something happens and you are perturbed or you're irritated or you feel like you've been disrespected or anything like that instead of immediately going to facebook let's all be adults here let's all be human let's communicate and l go to the person that's founding the the uh expo go to the person that owns that particular booth you know there's different ways to remedy things versus blasting it on facebook and quite yeah. frankly no one deserves that type of blasting and really it it shows the level of immaturity when someone immediately goes to facebook and blasts them instead of actually talking to aka me or john or annie or any of the other uh owners of the other booths that were at the expo so at the end of the day i'm glad we were able to nip that in the butt you know it kind of sucks that too many eyes appeared on that particular post and so it did neg negatively affect my group to a certain point right but that's that tends to happen you know i took full responsibility responsibility for it even though it wasn't uh directed towards me but it was directed towards my group and a particular team member and i take full responsibility on that so but we plan on not having any more snafus like yeah. that because that's our first snafu we had in the five years we've been going to expos right right yeah, and, and that was the thing is, like I said, the fact that we were there, there was close to 800 people that came through, and that was the only kind of snafu. Is, I was very happy about that because, like you say, um, there's a lot of people that, that can stir up feelings or whatever. And so um, I think even that, and we got it taken care of really quickly. And, and so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really pleased with how it all went and with everybody that got to... Um, 
to be there and, and the booths. And, and I think, you know, I was talking to, to you guys and some of the other paranormal booths that were there, and they were really happy with the, you know, the communications that they had other, you know, like I said, that one, but all the communications and just exciting, you know, stuff that went on. But it, it was, you know, like I say, one little thing, we will we'll try not to let that ruin it and yeah, to be honest with you, I felt like the expo basically moved like a well-oiled machine. Oh, you know, from you. the start to the end, it seemed like it was very fluid. There wasn't really any uh, delays or issues or anything like that. And, you know, you if for this coming year, if you guys ever need any assistance, if one of us needs to step in and help you guys out or anything like that, please ask. You know, we're, we, we want you guys to, to succeed because this is what this little town needs we need expos like this to make people aware of this kind of stuff and bring people in in the right. valley out of the valley it doesn't really matter we just want people to come to this and experience things that are outside of the norm yeah, yeah. in a positive yeah. way very much so and that's the thing yeah is um i had a lot of people that were like oh you know are you sure about doing it in cash valley with you know the paranormal and and I really thought... Well, and you know, that was one of us, too. Yeah. We were concerned about it, too. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of people came and had, you know, a positive... Um, a positive... Uh, a, a, yeah. And uh, had a good time and loved the speakers. And um, I, was, I was really amazed at how many people sat through all of the speakers and, and had good questions and, um, and and I was really impressed with all of the speakers I think everybody I mean there were times I was running around didn't catch didn't get to catch everybody's um, full talk but I was just impressed with you know the knowledge and how exciting and people were fun, excited to be there and you know I just the the level of um of speakers that were there and, and how well everybody did some people hadn't even spoken yet at a an expo at all and but did an amazing job and um, it, it was just a lot of fun that's awesome because i know with my my uh speaking panel that i did it was a packed house <laughs> and when we did the final panel with all of the panelists that was also a packed house as well which yep. by the way um i make an announcement and you guys are hearing this first uh i have uh edited and put together my talk and the final panelist talk so nice. now that you guys are hearing about this the day that this podcast drops will be the day that those videos will be up on face on uh youtube Oh, nice. And which, uh, before you leave today, I need to get your email so that way I can send you over those videos via Google Drive. That okay. way you guys have a digital copy oh, of it. awesome. And you guys can watch over it real quick and then let me know if I need to tweak anything before I make it public to everybody else. Oh, So it's going to be two cool. different ones. It's going to be my speaking and then it's going to be the finalists. Uh, you know, the, the, fi at the, oh, end the, the night, final uh, one. The final one. Very cool. So... Well, we really appreciate that. Um, yeah, and definitely look for those announcements. I will have them in the description of this podcast, and we will also be making Facebook posts, and we'll be blasting them all over Facebook. Now, David, did you have any questions? Um, not so much questions yet, but uh, I was getting to where we were talking about um, we sold stuff last year yes. for sure, the yes. dolls, and uh, we uh, haven't quite figured out specifically yet but we are also planning on selling stuff again uh this net this year 
mm-hmm. that we wanted to do. And then we haven't talked about this yet, Shane, but uh, I know we brought some haunted objects last time. Are you wanting to do that again and bring different ones this time? Uh, yes, because I've already recently acquired two more haunted objects since uh, the last uh, expo. Ironically enough, David was with me with the first one that I picked up. And then I just recently picked one up yesterday up in Idaho Falls. Yeah, right. they were really popular. Um, the, all the ones you had, and the, the the ones that I had as well, and, and there was many comments. You know, we had people commenting, and and, and they loved that. And they loved the speakers, but, but they they definitely loved the haunted objects yeah. too as well. So I well, things that. things went well with the haunted objects because I mean they were right next to our booth, obviously, so we kept a close eye on them. I don't think anyone had any uh, real problems with them i mean they're contained really good we just had a couple of children that were a little too interested in it that we kind of had to say all right you gotta you gotta move on you can't you can't be here too long because you know one of them was a mirror and the kids are just staring into it so we're like yeah you can't you can't do that bud you know without scaring them you know (laughs) kind of thing just trying to get them to move on curious minds but i think no one really had any negative effects with our objects that we brought which was a good thing yeah just meaning that the way we sealed them uh, was really good. To, they weren't going to hurt anybody. Agreed. Right. Yep, definitely. And you guys did an amazing job with that, uh, and I appreciate it very much. So. Yeah, definitely. We are excited to bring those out again, especially the newest ones. Now, who knows if I'm going to acquire a few more between now and when the expo hacks happens. Probably. You know? Probably, yeah, because <laughs> the first one that David and I picked up was at what Goodwill in Twin Falls, and then I picked up another one yesterday at the idaho youth ranch up in idaho falls and the weekend prior to that one of my investigators diana she actually picked up another haunted object from the idaho idaho youth ranch in pocatello last weekend so it seems like there's a huge uptick of haunted items in that particular area so i definitely want to get a couple more because it keeps them out of the hands of everybody else because you know they're dangerous to anybody else that isn't aware of what a haunted object or what these entities can do once they attach to you so um i do know i had some questions about the layout and everything now i know david and i kind of talked about it what's your what's your thoughts on maybe kind of dimming the lights a little bit kind of give it more of like an ambiance feeling inside the expo thought about maybe there's some the rooms up front we thought about people that are wanting that sort of um dim atmosphere that we could put them up there in that area or give them a special area where we can dim that um because we did have quite a few people that probably wouldn't just because they've got all of their items on display but we could definitely accommodate that this year yeah there are a couple rooms so maybe we could make arrangements and and get you in in one of those rooms especially with the haunted objects you can keep closer eye on them and and stuff like that so that might work out good i figured we would ask because we we, david and i were kind of talking about it now uh with the layout and everything is layout gonna because i know you guys kind of talked about maybe putting that curtain down and having the stage on the other side so other people can hear it and everything like that and then utilize the rooms for other vendors and everything uh with that particular layout that you had for last year is it going to kind of stay the same are you guys scrapping it and starting all from scratch again so basically two-thirds of the room will be vendors and honestly we could fit all the vendors we had in that two-thirds of an area um and then we had that big jumbotron that we never really used. Um, we're going to actually...
actually project the talks on that and they'll hear them over the speaker in the area that's curtained off. And yeah, we are going to um, try and get some more vendors in those front rooms instead of maybe having them empty the whole time. There was a back area as well, so um, we probably will designate some areas for some dimmer um, things that people want to display things a little bit differently in a dimmer room. Um, but yeah, we'll utilize the space. We're actually anticipating more vendors this year, but we're just laying it out differently because our vendors really wanted to hear the talks. Because I know uh, with with our history with going t with being in a few of these expos, uh, a few of them have utilized like hallways as vendor spots as well. And I know with the layout of that venue that you guys have, there is that back hallway and the front hallway. You guys had the front hallway where people were coming in and paying and, and entering. Are you have you guys thought about maybe putting a couple booths in that back hallway as well as overflow just in case, you know? Yeah, it's a good idea. We're still. Um, Nothing set in stone, stone yet. Yeah. We're still early on with that because it'll depend a lot on um, the n amount of vendors and, and things like that. But we're going to definitely utilize um, the space the best way we can. We uh, weren't really lucky with the weather, but this, this year it, it poured on us for a portion of the day. But we actually are thinking of selling vendor booths even around just the outside perimeter of the building as well. There'll be less money just because they're weather-based, but um, we definitely want to get as many vendors as we can because the vendors did such a good job at tailoring it towards exactly what the event, what the show was about. That was a lot of the comments we got was that the vendors were just great. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear. Um, have you guys thought about maybe doing like a pumpkin carving uh, area, like outside? If it ends up not being bad weather, would you guys be cons considering on doing that? We thought about that. Um, I think our only main issue with that was Safety. the fact that we didn't have enough volunteers to really run that, and something like that would get pretty messy. And so we'd probably need, you know, five or six volunteers that would be willing to just do that. Um, I've even thought about maybe instead of pumpkin carving, having like a pumpkin walk instead of a cakewalk. Nice. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or, you know, we, uh, we thought about taking one of our huge pumpkins that we grew in our garden and, you know, towards charity saying okay guess how many seeds are in this pumpkin um and you could guess and and the closest person would get a prize but all the rest of the proceeds would go to a charity um so definitely thinking of some ideas around pumpkins but i think a lot of what we're going to do that's hands-on kind of things will depend on how many volunteers we get okay yeah and i know david uh referenced safety as well because there, yeah. there are shop objects and everything yeah, like there that. Are. Um, but I do have to, to say the the rainfall that we got on the last expo, I think it really <laughs> set the mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was perfect that that huge storm came in for that particular weekend. And I really think it really set the mood. And, and honestly, it's going to stick with me for the rest of my life, you know, knowing that. It, it, we've been to this expo and it was just it was raining and pouring and it was it was a huge success got to talk to a bunch of happy smiling faces and everything like that so it's a, it's always going to stick with me well that turnout even though it was raining was yeah. just great for the first year oh yeah oh yeah and i hope and i really truly hope that it is a blowout this year like you yeah. guys far exceed your expectations and everything and get as many vendors in there as possible because i know i think i've sent you guys some vendor uh options as well like stone vendors and then i, I also sent so, you yeah. some food vendors as well 
Yeah, from last yep. year. From last year, yeah, we're definitely gonna explore that too, especially with the the food vendor and stuff. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, David, did you have anything to add? Um, I mean, maybe we can ask a few people. I don't know what your guest lineup is, but maybe we can try to float some guests uh, your way to be uh, speakers if you feel like you would want them there. We can try to get them and help work with you guys to get them down there as well. Um, I, you could, you definitely can float those to me. Um, my biggest problem right now is finding enough time for a lot of the vendor or a lot of the speakers that we have. Or is it vendors? Did he say or speakers? Speakers. Right now, I'm kind of having trouble. I'm making sure that we get all the speakers in that we want, that we have um, right and so you definitely can float some some ideas and stuff to me because we're, we're going through all that but um i'm, I'm kind of going through a list of of speakers and um and getting those um taken care of so yeah of course you know shoot me over some ideas and stuff and we had um we had just one speaker at a time and i've been to paranormal expos before we had to choose which speakers you were going to right we really liked being able to just give people their time and and not have overlapping ones so we'll we'll have to see if that might be something that could work but um but generally we don't we don't want to have to make people choose between one person and the other we want them to be able to see everybody yeah which is very considerate because uh, like you said with the other expos multiple speakers are speaking at once in different rooms like uh, fan x does yeah. and uh, some of the other expos have done as well and i think that's very fair to, to to think that because quite honestly you know you've asked this person to be a speaker at your event but then you schedule another speaker to talk at the same time if that other speaker had a bigger following than the first speaker well it, it that first one will feel like you know well why am i here there's like hardly anybody here listening right to me. You know, so I I, I like that concept, and I think that is a fair and honest concept that you should keep following because everybody deserves a turn, and everybody wants to to listen to whoever they want, and I think that that, that's just a really good thing to do. I'd rather have a longer event than overlap speakers. Agreed. Agreed. All right, David. Anything else? Um, no, I'm I'm really excited for it. Yeah, no, same here. I mean, we. Away. I know we're gonna try to sell um, freshly harvested stones for this coming year. So David and I are gonna try to um, go rock hounding and try to gather as much as we can and just wash them up as be- as best we can and and sell them to the public and and see Very if cool. it catches traction or not. Because I know. Uh, David and I sold all of our old equipment that we had for sale. I did sell a couple of dolls. Outside of that, um, we didn't really get that many transactions on the dolls, so I think we're going to change gears and go with stones because everybody likes stones. Right. Right. So that's what we're hoping to do. Once spring comes around, we should be gearing up and going out and doing that. Well, you know the funny thing about the dolls was? What? That everyone kept asking me, um, are they haunted? Yeah. And I'm like... I'm like, they can be if you want them to be, but <laughs> they're not. <laughs> and they're like, they should be haunted. I think they'd sell more of them. I'm like, I can make them haunted if you buy it. Right. Yeah. It was just funny. But what came about the doll thing is just you bought a bunch in bulk just at like thrifts and Goodwill places. And it was just one of those things that you just had so many and like they were just random dolls. Or were they gifted to you? I, I don't remember. I think it was They a were gifted. Because it came from that residential in Brigham City. That was the same place where I picked up that gun cabinet with that old crotchety guy attached to it. 
So just so many random dolls that the, the lady didn't want no more. So we're like, well, let's just see if people would buy them because, you know, they're creepy. I think yeah. a few people bought them and says, oh, I can do creepy stuff with this. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're doing. Just buy it. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it, it was just a random thing. We've never sold really anything before. And it was a good chance to get rid of some of our old stuff because we try to sell our old stuff, like, just online and stuff. But we just weren't getting people wanting it and we're like well the best place to sell paranormal equipment is probably where people who are interested in the paranormal are gathering mm-hmm. and we did i think we reached our goal of selling pretty much all of what we wanted to sell yeah. which was really really nice to declutter some of our stuff so we're just we're noodling around in the idea of we should sell again yeah right yeah because i because everybody likes stones and quite frankly i prefer my stones to be raw like raw raw instead of polished or anything like that and so I want to be able to share that with everybody else, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be priced accordingly. Obviously, we're not going to be charging as much as some of the other uh, stone vendors or anything like that, because you know that's not our business. Uh, our business is the paranormal, but we would like to share the wealth with with everybody else when it comes to raw stones. Mm, very cool. Yeah. So we do have some locations in mind that we're probably going to go rock hounding, but we'll pick around and see see how it does and everything so very cool now all right any more questions for these wonderful guests of ours um i don't know do they have any questions for us that's the real question i don't think i have any questions you have any questions that you can think of or which would be a good thing because you know because i am a vendor for your guys's expo so any questions (laughs) would actually be really good right there you go i think we're just really excited about it um just excited about the year and um see how everything goes and again hopefully it grows and and just keeps growing i think just sitting here talking about it is getting me excited i'm my mind is going and i'm actually on my phone here just jotting down ideas as we go nice i'm getting pumped again and it's it's we had our little break and now it's time to get pumped and get going again and we're, we're really excited yeah yeah, definitely, and we're we're equally as excited. We've been excited ever since you guys asked us to be uh, a vendor there, and and for me to be a guest speaker again, and we've been excited ever since. And to be quite honest with you, like I said before, it it's nice to be able to stay local, you know, support local, shop local, and everything else. And that's I try to hit heavy on that as much as I can, anyway. Right, and it it, it helps the city. It helps the local vendors that hope you know really you know brings in if you're bringing in people from far enough away they're staying the night it just helps everybody yeah and there's plenty of places to stay here in the valley too i mean there's you got uh what uh you stayed there david uh theme oh, the anniversary yeah you got you, you can go inn, as yeah. expensive as the anniversary inn or there's plenty of other hotels spanning between smithville to south logan yep. You know that yep, anybody exactly. could pick too. I would just recommend if people are going to stay that they get their room early at the last minute. It wasn't because of our event alone, yeah. but the the rooms really sold out for that weekend. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have to get the word out that people should get the rooms early. Oh yeah, definitely. And I don't know, is there even any Airbnbs around here in Cache Valley? Do you guys even know? I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure. Because mm. I was going to would be worth it think. to look. Yeah, because I was going to say, if hotels aren't an option, Airbnb or VRBO would be an option as well. If people just want to go through that route instead of just going through a hotel. So, 
But yeah, that's all the questions I have, David. Uh, yeah, samezies. Alright. Well, like I said before, uh, Bear River Paranormal will have a booth at the 2022 Para-X. It is going to be for two days. John, what's the dates on that? 14th and 15th, yep. Um, it's a Friday and Saturday, the 3rd. Friday and Saturday in October. Oh, well, um, okay, it's October, sure. good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then you said you're going to be starting at noon on Friday, and then it will go till what time on Friday? We're not sure. We don't have it nailed down exactly when we're going to open and close on Friday. Um, but what, another good thing about having two days is we don't have to worry about um, everybody getting set up on Saturday. So we can open earlier on Saturday. Last year we opened at 10 and um, we're hoping to open earlier than that, give people a chance to shop and then and then get into the speakers. And so... Um, one of the feedback we got from um, some of our vendors was that they wanted to be able to close down at a decent enough time to get home if they wanted to drive oh, out of yep. town. We did have a lot of vendors out of town, but on Friday night, it's it's all open. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm thinking of all the fun things we can do on Friday night. I keep getting a bigger and bigger list of things I want to do Friday night. Yeah, yep, exactly. Actually, I did have one more question. What are you guys' thoughts on maybe hosting a paranormal investigation Friday night? You know, I, I was thinking I that too. That you know what? Well. Well. That's funny. I was yeah, thinking I th- that. I, when when she was mentioning that, I I think that might be something fun too to do. Um, that might be something that we could work out as well with. Um, uh, again, I want to do the um, a gold ticket like we did last year. We were able to give people some fun stuff and give them access to the speakers, and and that might be a good thing too as well to be able to add them and, and be able to do. Uh, one of those on Friday night might be really cool to do with you guys. So yeah, definitely. Cause I, cause I can think of like three locations right now that would work if there was a big enough group, you know, there would be Ellen Eccles, there would be the Lyric theater and the Whittier center would be the three biggest locations that I would think in Logan would work out for that. Yeah. Um, and obviously you're, you're an icon here in the Valley. So you would probably (laughs) have a better chance of talking with the owners of the Lyric and the, um and the uh wow why am i spacing the name the other theater the, the other yeah, theater right yeah or the whittier center and whittier. see if they can set that up maybe yeah we would definitely look into that that would be a lot of fun because so. i know david uh he got to meet his uh paranormal crush uh elizabeth saint when she came and was uh one of the i guest speakers at one of the expos Oh, um, and let's, David, let's, let's let's calm down, Shane, about the paranormal. <laughs> right, let's t- take take it down a notch. <laughs> but uh, what was your thoughts on that particular investigation? How did they structure that one, David? So let's see. We've done technically what two investigations? Well, me doing two and you doing one, uh, where we've done investigations for expos. Yep. Uh, the one at Union Station was very mild, very small. Like I think. 20 people max were there for that one yeah uh surprisingly but it was at the union station which was definitely structured easily enough to host a lot of people Mm -hmm. and then the other one we did was uh at fort douglas which that one was crazy because they oversold the shit out of the tickets for the investigation on that one and i i was with chip coffee the entire time on, on that one uh so there's yeah, Mrs. A, Perrin was there, and then a few others. Yeah, so I've had the low end of the spectrum, and then the really high end of the spectrum, 
but I think both were relatively successful when it came to to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely helps uh, who is uh, running it and setting up the the shift changes and all that. It definitely is a lot of work, um, but it's I think it's worth it. Yeah, because those were those were investigations with celebrities, and they actually yeah. had paranormal groups help guide the investigation oh, and gotcha. guide the celebrities and everything like that. And gotcha. so that would be that would be a cool concept to have for this coming Para-X. Do it on like a Friday night. My group can help out. Another paranormal team that uh, whoever has a booth could help out as well. Yeah, that would be good. I think we might be able to arrange that. And even if we wanted to break it up and have two, you know, smaller, more intimate groups, and then just have two different locations with two different groups, and and kind of split it up that way. And then um, also, of course, inviting the, like the other speakers that are coming in if they want to come and do that. And then have like the golden ticket people um, as part of their their. Um, their golden ticket to be able to do that. I know that there would be, I know there would be a great deal of interest in that. So that's definitely right, something yep. we can work on. The biggest yeah. thing is just determining the location. Cause once yeah. you know the size of your location, then you'll know uh, how many of the, if you're doing ticket sales to do, but if you are doing the golden thing and people are just piling on, then you would have to split it up and be like, well, it can, maybe we get two nights and then maybe two different locations to just make it spread out as wide as possible. Uh, Cause once you get, if you're in a building and you have 20 people in one room, they're either there to be with the celebrity to investigate with them, and the celebrity's kind of in charge of what's going on, because otherwise there's no room for investigating, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And in fact, I was going to suggest, uh, since you are already working with the Downtown Alliance for Logan City, and they're the ones that put on that ghost tour, that they would probably help you getting some of these locations for investigations as well, if you guys choose to, obviously. Yeah. Well, and I also just was thinking while we were sitting here that it'd be very cool to have them do some stories that night, do a little miniature ghost tour that night at, on Friday night at the event. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See, and, and this is why I love bringing guests like you guys on, and then ideas start uh, right. forming and everything like that, and other ways of doing things that you guys didn't think about or anything like that also gets yeah. formed as well. And this is why we love doing podcasting and having guests like you guys come on and and talk about the success and your and the upcoming uh, expo and everything like that. Yeah. Now, uh, John, uh, do you already have a link or anything like that created for the upcoming expo, or do you just only have the Facebook group right now? Nope. So I do have a link. Um, if you go to strangerbridgerland.com, there's the um, Para-X uh, 2022. And um, there's not much on there yet. But as things start coming and progressing, um, and as we add guests and stuff, I'm going to start putting stuff on there. And uh, we'll start um, promoting a little bit at a time with Facebook and, and then ramp it up as the year goes along. So, uh, But if any of your listeners um, just want to keep up on it, that's where you would go to strangerbridgerland.com. And there's a link there to the to this year's um, Para-X. And like I say, there'll be updates coming there. And um, yep. So um, there'll be information about my new book coming out too. And, and just that's where I put all, a lot of my information to begin with. So 
Okay. And we'll post up those links and everything in the description of this uh, podcast. And I've already updated our website to reflect the uh, upcoming expo as well. And we'll also be creating some uh, Facebook posts in regards to that. Uh, Which, by the way, I forgot to ask you before we started. I was talking to a particular local individual here uh, while I was pumping my gas the other day. And I told him all about you and your books and everything like that. And he was telling me about this UFO encounter that he had here in Cache Valley. And I was just wondering if you received any messages in the last couple days or anything like that. Not in the last couple days, okay. no. I'll, I'll, have, I'll keep my eye out, though, because that would be really interesting. So Yeah, because yeah, be I told him all about you and Stranger Bridgerland and how you get the stories from from uh, different readers and everything like that, and you put that in your yeah. book, which I definitely recommend checking these books out. These are uh, submitted stories, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, they're people that I've interviewed um, and got their story, and then I write at first person. Um, in, in the books so and uh, I have five out uh, now and then sixth one I'm working on and yeah so they're all true first person stories which is pretty cool so sweet but I definitely recommend uh, checking it out uh, you, where do you guys sell your books Amazon Amazon yeah you can go you can go to stranger Bridgerland and click but it will it will send you to Amazon so um, you can go through that way uh, I do have a few that I, I sell signed books um, uh, if you're if anybody's interested in that they can just contact me directly through the website and, and i can get the information but yeah they're all available on amazon i have a few that are on audible um and they're all also kindle and all of those that fun stuff so. oh one more thing what about a giveaway Oh yeah, we're we're thinking about doing that as well. Uh, like getting everybody like well something from like all the vendors or anything like that because I would gladly donate a shirt or two for the oh, giveaway. Cool, that would be awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk to our vendors about that as well and and do do gifts and giveaways too for sure. Awesome. So we're looking at that. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. Any anything else, David? Uh, nah. Well, this was definitely a jam-packed episode, a lot of conversations, a lot of laughs, a lot of information to uh, listen to. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the BRB Podcast. We want to thank John and Annie Olson for coming on this episode and talking about last year's Para-X uh, and this coming year Para-X and in your new book that you're dropping to plus your previous books that you already have on Amazon so we definitely definitely appreciate you coming on to our episode and we we wanted to get you locked in and, and interviewed as soon as possible before the business started happening with the with the expo. Well, thank you guys so much for having us on. Yeah not a problem. Well Everybody have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to us. Bye. Bye. You are listening to the Bear River Paranormal Podcast, BRP Podcast. If you or you know of someone who is having issues with an entity or a possible haunting, please send us an email, text, or call. You can find all of our information at www.bearriverparanormal.com. We work 24-7 so we can resolve your paranormal issues quickly and as conveniently as possible. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Toss us a rating or a review. You can also find us on Facebook at BRP Podcast. If you are interested in sponsoring us, or if you like your products featured on the show, please send us a message 
We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day.